0: Right, welcome to the Romeo Echo podcast.
1: Romeo right. Echo After Hours.
0: <laughs> <laughs> there we go.
1: And we got a special guest. And if th- those of you that are listening or watching, you're probably noticing something a little bit different. It looks a little, little strange because we are uh, we're tuned in to abroad, and we got a special guest, uh, Kayla Manthe, with us today. Yeah. And uh, if you don't know who she is, I guess you should ask somebody.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you, you, you're easy to find. You're, you're definitely easy to find. And thank you so much for coming on the podcast. We you know you're you're abroad right now, and uh, we really appreciate you taking the time out of, I'm sure, your busy schedule to to do a podcast with us. I appreciate it.
2: Absolutely. No, thank you guys for having me. Appreciate it.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So I don't know if you know too much about us uh, we're a uh military owned and operated company, so like all of us know the experience of what you 're going through right now, so we get it so but yeah so uh, can you tell us a little bit more about like what your career has looked like in the military i know you 're in the air force right
2: yeah i so i joined i I was kind of a late herb bloomer, I guess I joined when I was twenty, and then I ended up actually going to boot camp when i was twenty one um Before that I did like pageants and modeling and things like that. And then I had no direction with my life. I had no clue what I wanted to do or what I was even doing. And, um, I just decided to join. So I, I'm going to be celebrating my 14 year anniversary actually next month. Um, and I never thought in a million years, I would either be in for this long. I think most of us have said that like, Oh, we're going to do our four. And then like, that's it. We're going to get out. Um, but I never thought that like I would want to just keep going and keep trying with it. Um, I'm a medic, and I've been doing that my entire career. I love it. I love what I do. I love um, like the things that I've been able to do have been very different. So I started off my career as just a baby baby medic, not knowing anything, and kind of got pushed into a really fun opportunity to be able to work with sister services and working in hospitals and things like that and working down with the marine corps which was super cool the army which was awesome and you know finally when i came back to the air force i was like okay well regular air force is cool but like i want to go do something else so a friend of mine she suggested she's like hey i saw this really good opportunity and rescue and this might be something super cool for you and so i was like Okay. I applied for it and I'm like there's no way they're going to hire me at all. I don't know anything. I build tents for a living, you know, like I don't even know what I'm doing. So, I uh, I applied for it and I actually um I wasn't it was similar to this. I wasn't available. I wasn't around. So, it was through telephone and interviewed for it, finally got the call back and it was so surreal, but it was one of those huge altering things for me in my career and it thrust me into a position that I needed to grow up really fast. Um, I was kind of, you know, a a little airman, you know, causing trouble as always. But it was one of those things where I really needed to start to focus and be the subject matter expert and be an advocate for people. And I definitely, you know, had my moments of. You know, kind of where you feel like you fail because you just you want to be so good at it, but you're not so good at it at first. And then once you find your footing and you're finally finding your way with everything, you know, it helped me to just completely change not only myself but change my outlook with the Air Force, change my outlook for life, and that really helped me to just keep going. And when I left um, the full time world of that, I went into the Reserve and I've been doing that, but also in rescue and. I have an incredible family that I'm with right now and I couldn't be happier with it. So 14 years we're going to going to finish it out. So
1: That's awesome. Yeah. Tell us a little bit more about the rescue. Um for for those that are listening, what exactly does that entail?
2: Um so rescue it's um the CSAR, the combat search and rescue. Um and yeah previously i was with pararescue so i was their support i was their medic making sure that they had their currencies and things like that uh being taken care of and pjs are awesome you know they they know so many different things um and it was very humbling and, and incredible to be able to work side by side with them um now i'm with a helicopter unit so i'm with the the um uh, backenders they uh the pilots and, and learning kind of things from, you know, a full spectrum. So I went from PJ world to the pilot world now, and I'm their support. So it's been really neat to see, you know, both ends of the spectrum, I guess on that. Um, but yeah, anytime there's like a pilot or somebody who ends up getting hurt, um, or they need to punch out of an aircraft, that's what, um, the pilots do and the, the PJ is going And I love
1: it. So you're like a certified badass. I am
2: not. I am not. They are. I'm I'm just the support. I'm not (laughs) I'm not as cool as they are by any means. You
1: know, we're we're both Marines and we served a lot with you know, we had our corpsmen, you know, and medics and uh those are our best friends, but you know, they're badasses, even they're not in the combat arms field, but they're attached to combat arms. So all the shit that we do they, they, they're right there in the trenches with us. So it's like your association, like you, you gotta be as high speed as everyone that you support. So.
0: Yeah. Cause you, you, like you, you have to tag along with all the training sessions, you know, you have to come with it. So I'm sure that you've gone through a lot of, a lot of different really lucrative uh, training sessions with everyone that's there. Right. I mean, I'm, I'm sure that you've gone, gone through quite a bit.
2: Over the years, absolutely. I mean, I haven't done anything nearly as cool as they do. I will never. I mean, I yeah. kudos to all of them, hands down. But you know, I'm able to to be a part of these things and like learning about um, how to tie ropes. Like I, I was not a Girl Scout. I was, you know, Boy Scouts, none of that kind of stuff. But like the things that these guys do, like you know, ropes and you know, hiking, climbing, like all of these other things it's just, it's, it's fascinating. And I really have a lot of respect for them. And the fact that like, I'm able to be a part of that, even if it's like, I'm a a patient or a survivor, you know, with my medical background, I'm able to give them their feedback on, Hey, you know, with this medical intervention or, you know, transport, because that's what I was doing previously was evacuation um, in my career. And so, you know, it's, it's been really cool. And then on the flip side, now that I'm no longer you know, with the the PJs and I'm more with the helicopters, like I'm learning things about miniguns and like how to load ammo and, you know, all kinds of like things about doing maintenance inspections and things like that. And it's like, this stuff is so cool, you know, and and it's been just a one of those like eye-opening experiences when you get to see the things that other people are doing, even the maintainers that I work with, like some of them are just beyond, you know, brilliant in in what it is that they do in their craft and their skill. It's awesome.
1: Yeah. And you you work with multiple services, Marines, Army. Who's the best?
2: Oh.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I mean –
1: Got you, you know, in a well,
2: you have to say it now. You have I, to say now it now. And now I'm like, you guys put me in a corner here. I'm like, well, the Marines, nah, of course,
1: We have Navy, right? we, we have Army that work with us, but we saw when you were talking about your experiences earlier, her face kind of lit up when Boy, she yeah. said, I worked with the Army. Like, yeah, a little bit.
2: I worked with the Army for for a while, actually, up at Fort Lewis, and, and I loved it. I thought, you know, what they were doing and, like, some of the, like, on the medical side, the trauma lanes and things like that that they were doing, I thought that was really, really cool. Um, I actually had the opportunity to work down at MCRD for a little bit. Um, and that was the first time that I had ever like seen kind of like the boot camp side of things and it was wild, absolutely wild. But <laughs> I'm like, it definitely takes a different breed of person to do that. But you know, of course, respect. Um I you know, I I like everybody. I, I have to say though, every <laughs> single every single service that I've worked with, I've worked with SEALs, I've worked with some, you know, some amazing people. And each and every one of them has something that I've really taken with me, either that I've learned, or that I've been like, Oh, I don't want to do that ever. Or, you know, something like that. But every single person they that I've encountered or or worked with, like, everybody had their own story. And it was really cool to be able to kind of take some some of their nuggets of knowledge with with everything.
1: Yeah, that's awesome. That that's a good. That's actually a good political answer yeah, right yeah. there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you so you went down to MCRD. Was that San Diego or Paris Island? San
2: Diego.
1: San Diego. So you ex, you got to experience or at least see a little bit, a glimpse of what Marine Corps boot camp is like. How does that compare to what you experienced in the uh, Air Force?
2: So. I had it to tell. I remember just like everyone was, getting
1: explained. Yeah. Everyone just being
0: destroyed all day.
2: Oh, it was, and I like I sat there and I remember like so clearly having this conversation as like it was like myself and three other medics and we were like leaving leaving the base and we're like, man, we joined the right branch. Like fuck that. Like we were all just like, oh my god. But I remember like we we're all sitting there and we we're like in the shot line and we were, you know we were talking about our own boot camp stories and like. The the other females that I was with were like, oh, God, like, was it ever like that for you guys? And it wasn't. I mean, boot camp for for me, it was, I remember calling my dad and I'm like, oh, this sucks. It was the worst thing ever. No, it was the greatest thing ever. I was just being stupid. Yeah. But like, when I look at like, oh, man, if I would have went into the Marine Corps, like, how would it have been if I did that? And I'm like, I would have gotten out after four. I would not have probably continued my career. But, like, boot camp was wildly different. And it's even, like, completely different from when I was in to, like, the kids, kids, the, the people who are coming in now. It's just yeah. totally different.
1: Yeah, I think I had – so I had two experiences uh, with the Air Force, uh, both of them deployed. They were the best,
2: of course, so. yeah,
1: yeah, sure. Well, they <laughs> they actually – so you said – Man, we definitely joined the right service. So, my experiences with the Air Force made me quit. Man, did we join the right service? Because like, <laughs> <laughs> one of them, um, the first one, it was I deployed to Africa and we were, it was a, you know, definitely multi branch operation. It was a training deployment where We were going and traveling to multiple countries on the west coast of Africa, training their military. So we had a Navy detachment that were like dental techs teaching dental. Um, We had Air Force that were there. And I don't even know what they were doing because we we would never see them. Like, we were staying in tents middle of summer. Our tents didn't have air conditioning. And we're like sleeping on the freaking ground, you know, (laughs) Marine shit. Um, and then when we got back on <laughs> ship, we had talked to the air, like the Air Force detachment that was with us, and we we're like, "Oh, we didn't see you over there in uh, Liberia. Where were you guys at?" And they're like, "Oh, well, we were staying in the hotel. Like, <laughs> oh we my had, God, they had, dude. They had formations. <laughs> they had formations where they had like happy hour. They were drinking it at the hotel lobby bar. We're like, like, dude, what the fuck?'"
0: <laughs> like, and we're sleeping yeah, in the we're dirt. And
1: you guys are sleeping dirt. in the tents.
2: Yep. Oh, yeah, man. And then,
0: Tent. Yeah. what is that? <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah. That's when you really yeah. start to question your life choices after that deployment. You're just like, what did I do? Oh, God.
1: Yeah. What did I do? No, the second one, it was coming back from Afghanistan. And we were, I think, Manas Air Base in Kyrgyzstan. Mm-hmm. So right before we were getting ready to come back home, um, we we had gone, I think, probably about a good three to four days without showers and we're all dirty. We're, we're, we're all rough. And we get to the the air base and they have a massage parlor, not like a real massage parlor, but like all this, it it was like a city and the air, the air cadets were everywhere in PT year. Like we didn't see a single airman in uniform and we're like, dude, (laughs) is is that 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 chill and and we're like we're talking to we're talking to one of them and their their schedule consists of pt and um dude like free time so so nothing has really
2: changed that's uh this has been my uniform so
1: (laughs) (laughs) So, i wear like
2: I'll, i'll wear my uniform like anytime we're you know we have to like go somewhere then yeah i'll put my uniform on but other than that i mean black shorts or pants and you know a sweatshirt or or something so that's
0: dope <laughs> i think i only have one experience with with air force and it's not like a direct experience it was more of like it was over the weekend it was in kadina uh in japan and uh it was me and a bunch of marines we found our way onto to kadina because you have to find your yeah, way yeah. Kadina. <laughs> Because it's an air Force base, right
1: they're like marines not welcome here
0: exactly yeah. that's exactly what it felt like because we went to uh we went to uh they had a brunch every weekend, and we like unfortunately sounds
1: like the air Force yeah,
0: unfortunately, it really but, does. yeah. yeah. <laughs> so unfortunately for them, fortunately for us, we found the mimosa bar, mm-hmm. and it was just me and like ten other marines right, and the just drink after drink after drink i don't even think we ate so we were, <laughs> we were just drinking mimosa after mimosa after mimosa and this lady she pulls us aside she pulled one of my marines aside and she's like so where are you guys from can you can tell me a little bit more about you guys she was like genuinely curious about yeah. us and um and then she ended up like asking like what base are you guys mm-hmm. what base are you guys from?" like coming from and we said Schwab which is a Camp Schwab is a a a Marine Corps base like like mostly Marines and she's like oh so you guys are Marines and my guy says well yeah and she's like I could tell (laughs) 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 it was like (laughs) oh my god dude like what why like we are like not welcome here so we just ended up going next week and just drinking them dry every Ah. single time that we could until we got kicked out so we ended up getting kicked out for a little bit
2: You know what though, like that is a thing. You can always tell like the Air Force, the Army, the Marines, like you can always tell the difference. Like there was one deployment I was on and it was like uh, only the Army. And then the next one was only the Marines. And then, you know, the next one is a combination of of a ton. And um, you could always tell like either like the haircuts, the haircuts are all the same. And like just, (laughs) you know, the chain smoking, the dip bottles everywhere (laughs)
0: Like you can always tell all the dip bottles
1: bottles. yeah have you ever seen
0: someone i've seen way too many times of someone mistakenly drinking a dip oh and it is the grossest thing i've ever seen in my life just yeah just like just straight up is so disgusting dipping
1: period like i mean it is gross i I had my first experience dipping in Marine combat, like, in School of Infantry. We, yeah. it,
0: same, same here.
1: Yeah. And I had a, a fellow Marine that was from Texas. Country that boys. was his yeah. thing. It, <laughs> like, he'd have a dip in his mouth freaking 24 hours. I swear, he probably slept with this dip in his mouth. Like, <laughs> so he's like, he's like, hey, you want to take the edge off this hike? We got a seven-mile hike that we're going on. He's like, I'll throw this in your mouth and uh, i put it in my lip i didn't know that you're not supposed to swallow it
2: oh <laughs> like, my god <laughs> so, like, so
1: uh like 5 minutes into the hike i'm like i'm at, i'm at nauseous as fuck dude i'm like dude, that sounds I, so gross i was like dude fuck this. so it ru- like it ruined the chance of me ever being freaking a dipper it, yeah. i don't know is that what you call it dip? i, I yeah. don't know
0: dipping i don't know so
1: it yeah it that killed it for me, but that's really popular. Yeah. Oh,
0: super. And and, and like my first experience with dip was like it it was an a land nav course mm-hmm. at Pendleton, so through the mountains basically. So then we're going through the hills, and this I'm I'm paired up with one other guy. He was I think he's from like I don't even know. I, I think he's like Minnesota or Oklahoma or something like that, right? And he's like, yeah, man, just he had the pouches, which I was lucky because I didn't yeah, have to yeah. gut it, right? And I, I put it in my lip. I'm like, this tastes disgusting. Like, I don't, I don't like this at all. So I'm walking, I'm walking, Ooh. and I, I – I, like, the saliva and everything like that, I ended up throwing up, like, 10 minutes into, into ah, having that dip yeah. And I'm like, that is the worst thing. I've never – I can't do it. it it's like – but, you know, some people just yeah. really – I've seen a guy with a can, basically a whole can in his – like
1: just all lip. day. So that's not a thing really in the Air Force, huh? Is is the Air Force too refined for for dip?
2: We are. We are. We have many leather bound books and we smell of rich mahogany. Absolutely.
0: We're (laughs) We're like dip caviar. Yeah.
2: Yeah, there you go. There you
0: go. Only
2: the finest. No, like, I mean, people still smoke, but it's, you know, there's definitely. Not as much as how it is in, in some of the other branches, but you can't, like I said, you can always tell, like, cause there's so many, there's so many like Copenhagen cans everywhere. And they have that, like yeah. the circle either like in their pocket or like in yeah. their pants pocket.
1: <laughs> and you're proud of that shit. Yeah. They're like, they you are. see that, that it's burned in their jeans. That, that circle. Yeah. That,
2: yeah. I was teaching I mean, them you that,
1: a
0: little smack. That
1: little Yeah that
2: they do. And I'm like, yeah. how do you yeah. even do that? I mean the smack, I, uh, it sounds pretty cool. I can't do it. But yeah. I was teaching a class and like one of the guys, um, I was seeing I'm like, you know, teaching them how to do tourniquets and he had um like two big cans, proud as shit of these things, and he's he's like trying to get this tourniquet on and I was like, What do you have in your pockets? I'm like, Oh my god, and it's just like that, and then he had one that was like in uh, it was like pouches or something. I'm like, oh, my God. And I'm like, well, you got to get that out. <laughs> get that out. But yeah. he was trying to put the tourniquet, like, over the, over the Copenhagen cans. He's like, I can't lose the cans. <laughs> like, <okay>. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's, that's funny.
1: Ridiculous. Yeah. So going, taking a step back at your experience in Marine Corps boot camp, tell us a little bit about maybe some of your experience in Air Force boot camp. I know it's like <clears> – <throat> You know, it was probably pretty chill, but any um any things that were very memorable and, and like we we talk about like we've had a few different episodes where we had like funny ass like boot camp stories. Yeah. What did what did Kayla Manthe experience in boot camp? <laughs> what oh, was that? God
2: bootcamp. So it was definitely much different. And like the little snippets that I saw at MCRD were like nothing in comparison at all. You know, we, I remember our, our MTI, I was terrified of this guy, just this huge mean guy. And I remember I was like asking him some kind of, it was a stupid question, but I asked him it and he goes, who the fuck are you? And I was like, <laughs> oh, Aaron Matthew, like i was just like oh shit you know and then uh you, you know, know who i
0: am yeah. Yeah, <laughs>
2: yeah at that point i'm like i'm whatever you want me to be i don't even know but, no. <laughs> but um at, like after that you know like i i was um like an element leader and things like that. i was like man i fucked up like i shouldn't have even went and talked to him i just keep low like, you know keep my head low but um it was it was super chill i think um like the group of girls that I was with, you know, everybody has their problems. (laughs) We started out with a lot of females and then, you know, slowly they either weeded themselves out or, um, you know, we weeded them out and then we would get, you know, a different batches of people in. Um, but, there were only like a couple of things like I still remember most of the girls and like, it's cool. Um, One of them, she was like my battle, but she's still one of my best friends to this day. And we've tried to make it a point to at least contact each other or see each other as often as possible. And uh, I saw her like two Thanksgivings ago. And we were at a bar just talking about boot camp. And like, it was things that like, I didn't remember and she remembered. So she's maybe like, four foot 11 on a good day but she is like this little pit bull she and like, she's, she's so rad, but I remember um, we had like two different bays. And of course we were in like a high rise, you know, it was really nice air force style. And um, we had like,
0: and
2: we had like a competition and she was, she was like, the go-getter like she's so rad and she we were doing like a push-up competition and um we would count you know down one you know and and just going between like each of the bays while our windows were open and our brother flight was like right across the courtyard from us and i remember um like we were doing our push-ups and they were doing like similar like cadence to push-ups with us And everybody like the TIs, they were downstairs and they were like wondering what was going on. And then it was almost like the amnesty hour, like at the end of boot camp. They said it was like the coolest thing that I ever ever heard. Like at first they were mad because it was noisy, but then they thought, you know, oh, this is like the first time that we saw something that cool. So I thought that was really cool. But then uh, my girlfriend, she was telling me, she's like, oh my God, do you remember that time that, you know, because you can't talk at the table when you're eating. And uh, you just gotta eat your chow like as quickly as possible. And then you're like, up, oh, go, whatever. And she's like, oh my God, do you remember that time like we were talking and, and you started to laugh and uh, certain gains got in your face and asked what you were laughing at. And you just stuck that whole thing of peanut butter in your mouth and, and just said mm, nothing. <laughs> like, and I, I couldn't even remember that, but I'm like, oh my God, I so remember that now. Cause they have like the little cups of peanut butter and like that was, you know, man, this is the only real good protein that we could get. But I remember like <laughs> her and I, we would, you know, we would like whisper things to each other and like talk as much as we possibly could. And then, oh man, as soon as I got busted, whoop, put that peanut butter in my mouth. And I'm like, <laughs> nope, that was it. But that was it. like. That was like,
1: me, it was, uh, yeah. yeah. Was cool. And then with, when you get peanut butter stuck in your mouth, it's like you can't swallow it. You can't yeah. talk. It's like. Your mouth just sticks together. Yeah. So,
2: so I was like, oh, well, we couldn't, yeah. we can't really, I wasn't talking. I wasn't even doing anything. But that like, I, I just, I remember boot camp just being monotonous, like the same thing day in and day out. I became a devout Christian, went to church every Sunday like everybody else, <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, very, yeah. very born again. But uh, I think, um like chapel service was like the most fun that we ever had. And like, you know, everybody's just same, crying same. and they're just yeah. like, oh, letters from home, ah, you know, they're just all crying and all of the songs and stuff like that, you know, but it was, um, it was definitely like, we couldn't get put on our faces at all. So, you know, it was, it was very enjoyable. It was very, it was a good eight weeks.
0: <laughs> yeah, um, I, I, I went as far as getting baptized in boot camp. Oh <laughs> like, just my just God! Look at you. Yeah, just to escape the drill instructors. It's like I have to go get baptized, and, and, and he's like just looking at me, just steaming, just pissed because like I, I I was trying to get out of something. Yeah. And I was like, sir, I'm, I'm I have to go get uh out. I, I gotta go get baptized. It's like in the middle of the week.
1: <laughs> he's like, you just, think you're special? I, all right. Exactly. <laughs>
0: yeah. Right. Yeah I, got, yeah. I got IT'd right after that.
1: Oh yeah, shit.
0: Yeah. yeah. No, it was not fun after. It didn't, it didn't, it didn't help at all. Yeah. <laughs> it didn't help. Anything. So you
1: weren't in a sky rise. At your no, camp. I definitely yeah. wasn't. I was yeah. on the
0: ground floor right next to all the dust that comes in from, yeah. the, from the, little, uh, little so, Oh my
2: God. So I did. I totally forgot. So <laughs> now that you like said that again, okay. So the fire alarm had gone off and it was like all of us, we had already, some of us had showered. Some of us were in the shower and the fire alarm goes off. And one of the female, um, Ti, she comes upstairs and she's like, "We have to evacuate. Like this is no shit. Like get your stuff, let's get going." And here we are with our wool blankets. <laughs> we are got out of the shower, butt-ass naked. Had to get our wool blankets wrapped around us with combat boots, and that was our like class T-shirt was a, a girl wrapped in a wool blanket. I'm like, oh my god, how embarrassing! <laughs> but then you know, some girls like. Oh, it's been seven weeks. Oops, there goes the, the blanket or whatever. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Give everyone yep. a show, huh? Yeah. <laughs> this is the opportunity that I joined for. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs>
2: exactly.
1: Oh, Damn. Man. That's, that's well, crazy. that's, I mean, it, it sounds a little chill, but I'm, I'm sure you've had some experiences in the Air Force that were, were pretty challenging, right? Like, oh, absolutely, yeah. Yeah. Tell us a little bit about that because I know it's not all, you know, fun and games. Um, you, you've, uh, what's been, I think, well, for you, what, what's what been your most challenging times in the Air Force? Tell tell us a little bit about that.
2: Oh, man. So most people will be like, oh, it's this experience. And yeah, I've been through some challenging and some traumatic experiences, like anybody else who served overseas um, for several rotations. But I think in all honesty, like the hardest thing that me personally, I've had to overcome is my Instagram. It's caused so many problems and like modeling and things like that to where, um, you know, if I go anywhere, I'm not taken seriously. And they don't look at, you know, people don't look at like my knowledge or my expertise or experience with something. They just look and they're like, yeah, no. So I think that's been like the hardest thing for me is making sure that like, I uh, I'm grounded and like I'm focused with myself and my career and I do what I can to make sure that I'm being better for my career as opposed to putting myself out there as, Hey, look at me, look at me. I get the things that I need or the things that I want because of how I look, but I've been demoted. Like I I've gotten in trouble before. Like it's, it's not, it's not what it's all cracked up to be, but I think in all honesty I've had to work harder um, just to make sure you know, it could be my own thing too, but like, I have had to work Mm -hmm. harder to make sure that, you know, I am seen as a professional. Um, Yeah. I can chill. I'm like, I can, I'm a homie for sure. But I also, you know, there's that line, you know?
0: Yeah. I've had the same problem. (laughs) I
2: I was going to (laughs) say, I know that you guys have the same exact problems and yeah, 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 I knew it.
0: Don't take us seriously. You know, like, it's just like, I'm just so cool. You know, it, it's just hard for someone to just like to look at me in my eyes. Yeah, it's it's, just, it's so difficult. It's so difficult. No, that's that's a really interesting like because it, it, it's uncommon. You know, it, it's really uncommon to have such a great following, such a, a, an expansive following, and then be in the career that you have right now, and then still like that. It, it's really yeah. Like I can see how you can be struggling with like that, how that can be a struggle because of how serious the, the, the the military can be and how, how perception can be at the same time.
1: Especially with you, you've been in for what, 14 years, you said. So I'd imagine you're pretty high up in the chain of command. You're in a, in a leadership role and it's like, you have to work harder to, you know, there's certain traits that great leaders have and, you know, you you really have to go above and beyond to exemplify those traits in order to lead. If people have basic perceptions of you already from the from the gate, so it's like I I, yeah. I can I never thought about that before you I really brought it up. Yeah, but I never thought of it.
0: Like, and it, it, different perspective for sure.
2: Yeah, and like you know, I could sit here and say, oh yeah, well I remember you know on this date you know this happened and like oh it was you know you know traumatic or whatnot. But those are the things that I have used, and I've been able to use those as like good examples for, you know, how to lead and how to be better for the next person, like the people who are going to take over for me, you know, so I use those types of things, like in a professional aspect, but it was, it was really ironic. So I had gotten... I came to a new unit actually. And there was um, a female there and you know, everybody, of course they're like, oh, we've seen your Instagram. Oh, we've seen your butt all over the place. And it's like, yeah, whatever, (laughs) you know? And um, there was this one female in particular and and I had had lunch with her and I was, you know, I hung out with her a little bit. And um, she was like, oh wow, like the rumors just aren't true about you. And that was one of those things where it was like, first off, how the fuck do I take this? Like, am I supposed to be pissed off? Am I supposed to be mad? But then, like, the other part's like, oh. Like, that, it is a compliment. Like, that's actually really nice to say. And, like, it's really nice to hear, especially from another female. Because, you know, females can be very catty and, and terrible at times. But it was one of those things where it's like, oh, man, that was, that was really nice. But I'm very lucky that the experiences that I've had with, like, the previous units that I've been with, um, I've been able to grow. Because I was so immature and so dumb, you know? And so luckily I've made those mistakes and I can just move on and make new mistakes. So,
1: so you have, do you have any, um, you have any techniques that you use when you go in? Like, so when you, I guess when you go, I, I don't know, cause I've never been in prison, but I hear <laughs> when you go into prison, the first thing that you do to set the tone is like go in and knock a motherfucker out. Does, doesn't matter how big they are. And so you're taken seriously. Do you have anything that you apply when you get to a new unit? Like, let me show these motherfuckers who, who I am.
2: Well, you know, my time in prison, I, I like to make shivs and shanks, but. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, you just see yeah. in the
1: background, sharpening, a... just sharpening
2: toothbrushes and, and all kinds of things. She's um, like, yeah, that's
1: what yeah. I usually
2: do. I watch a lot yeah. of crime documentaries. So. <laughs> um I think what I my fatal mistake previously was I did zero research I had no clue what the fuck I was getting myself into and so moving forward what I've needed to do and like things that have helped me kind of be more successful is brushing up on things learning about what the next task is that I'm supposed to be doing you know doing that research and coming up with like plan A, B, or C, or like, hey, this could happen. So what are my options? Or if this happens, what are my options, you know, and so that way, if I'm teaching a class, for instance, and like, I try to think of what are some things that like people would ask a question, what, what would be a question that I would ask if I'm, you know, in a class, and I go back and think about my experiences and other classes that I've been in. And, you know, how would I answer that, and kind of I try to rehearse things and like try to, Make sure that I sound knowledgeable. Um, Because again, I've made plenty of mistakes before. And one of those mistakes was I went in to teach a class and I got jammed up so bad that I was just like, well, shit, okay, uh, this went terrible. And I just I didn't want to talk to anybody for like a month after that. I was so embarrassed because I, I didn't know enough about what I was talking about. So you know, lessons learned, of course, and like moving forward is, you know, doing my research, learning a little bit more about it and going into different situations is I'm not trying to be your best friend right off the bat. I'm here to do my job. But I also have my boundaries. But I also, you know, I can be your friend, I can be your confidant. So, you know, learning about people asking questions about them and not being too pushy, I think. Um, But the biggest thing, that somebody had told me before is don't act like you know more than they do. And I, you know, maybe when I was younger, and I can't really think of an instance when that was um, in particular, but like, being able to to be humble enough to be like, yo, I don't know all of this, you know, you guys are either the, the subject matter expert, or, or I can go get more information on this, you know, and, and going forward that way, you know, you, you earn a little bit more respect. In in my opinion, um, just from being humble and being like, I don't have all the answers. (laughs) You know, I don't know everything and I will never claim to know everything.
0: Yeah. So it seems like it like establishing yourself as the subject matter expert, but being humble enough to know that you don't know what you don't know. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 And And it's a buy
1: in too. Yeah. a little bit more buy in from from them.
2: Yeah. And shanks and shivs yeah. and violence, always.
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: yeah. 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 I always teach in a perspective of violence. That's absolutely. That's
2: yeah. 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 I think pain a pain lot pain. of, yeah. I think a lot of too, like sometimes in, in different career fields and, and different um, like folks that I've worked with, like their ego is so big. And no matter what you do, it's always wrong. You know, and, and I think that that happens like in relationships too, like you could be in a really toxic shitty relationship and you'd be like, oh my God, the sky is blue and beautiful. And they'd be like, no, fuck you. It's orange. Like, okay. You know, sorry, but there are times where like, you're going to encounter people who are like that. And at that point it's just like, I got to choose my battles. I'm going to choose my battles, choose my words and have minimal contact with this person. Like I'm going to keep it professional, but you know,
1: you're, you're
2: lower on my priority list, you know, type of a thing.
1: Yeah. totally, Totally. Yeah that's, pre- yeah. that's, I think, some leadership lessons. We didn't expect that. Like, I yeah. think their listeners are going to get a lot out of this one. Oh, so, well, yeah. thanks
2: for coming yeah. to my TED Talk, I- guys. I appreciate that.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, good. Welcome <laughs> to my TED Talk. Yeah. <laughs> I, who knew I had a
2: budding career? All right. <laughs>
0: Well I, I think that I think that's, yeah. that's that's great. Thank you so much for coming on. We really appreciate it. We really appreciate you taking the time to to come speak to us and uh, I know you're deployed right now so stay safe. Thank you. Uh, wish the best for you and a safe return home of course.
2: Awesome. Thank All you right. guys. I really appreciate it. Appreciate you guys very much and thanks for being flexible with my schedule and having a fun conversation. I really I enjoyed it. Thank
0: you.
1: Yeah. Thank you. Air Force has good internet. Yeah, See, yeah, that's yeah. another uh, thing.
0: Yeah. You would never get this kind <laughs> yeah. of internet on a, no. a Marine Corps base. Like uh, in in Schwab, like I could you barely this time in my life. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I
1: Air, had to pay for it. Air for Force sure. recruiting numbers are gonna go up after this episode <laughs> oh, I love it. Be, yeah. Oh my yeah.
0: god. I remember like I had to pay like sixty dollars a month for for Wi Fi and it was like the worst wi-fi i've ever experienced (laughs) in my entire life Uh, that's how it was in iraq
2: it was so bad and it was just like I was like oh why am i paying a hundred bucks for this like it was terrible you couldn't stream anything nothing it was awful so this is the first day that we've had like really decent wi-fi so i'm i'm excited i got you know the air force gods gave us a little bit of grace today so
1: god wanted this to to happen All
0: right again I appreciate your time yeah. thank you so much have a good Thanks, night guys